Hi, welcome back to Book Bus with Jana Peng, a podcast where we talk about romance books, our current reads, and we also have the pleasure of sitting down with some of our favorite authors and chatting with them about their amazing books. I think one of the tropes that we've always mentioned that we like mm-hmm. has to be... Well, let me ask you this, actually. What is okay. your favorite trope? And let's see if we're in the same page. Some of my favorite tropes that definitely won't click for me. Enemies to lovers. Single parents. A small town a trope. No, right? <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Second chance and... Well, Age gap, forbidden romance, those are definitely my one click. Well, mine, I think that's pretty yours, I think yours are similar to mine. Mm-hmm. I started getting into age gap a little bit after Gianna. So <laughs> um, but it's funny that you mentioned enemies to lovers first, because I feel like that's the one that catches our attention, like mm-hmm. the first, like the main trope that I think yeah. calls our name. I know that I'm reading a book right now that Mm -hmm. it's the beginning. The hero is like, I I see it as an enemy to lovers. Maybe I don't know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I love it. So I know one of my favorite authors that does write enemies to lovers is LJ Shen. Yes. And she has written, I believe like most of her books are enemy slurs. Like they never mm-hmm. like her characters <laughs> never like each other, which makes it so like sexy, steamy. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. very like suspenseful because you're like, when are they gonna like budge mm-hmm. and just <laughs> get together? So it's such an honor to have the queen of our favorite trope today, Wall Street USA Today bestselling author Odris Shen. Her books, like I've said, it they're amazing. My mm-hmm. first book of hers was The Kiss Thief. Mm-hmm. That Enemies to Lovers was phenomenal. And I know <laughs> you're like, but Francesca, look what I love her. I don't know why that heron. And it's funny because she used to be my favorite heron of hers. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. I read Bad Cruise. Oh, and now okay. Tennessee yeah. is my favorite heroine of hers to mm-hmm. meet. But yeah. Jessica and Wolf are some of my favorite characters of all time. Mm-hmm. I I just I love them. I also love um playing with fire. That enemy soldiers was really good. Mm-hmm. Pretty reckless. Yes. <laughs> and I think her books carry a lot of like tension between the characters that I personally love. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. It's just very interesting to dive into her work, into her world. My first book by her was actually Dirty Headlines. And then I read it and then you were like, oh, my gosh, you need to read Midnight Blue. So I was like, OK, OK, I'll pick it up. And then I picked up Midnight Blue and I was like, oh, my gosh, Alex, he's my everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's my everything. I love Alex. And then. I think I was also also iffy about her books because she wrote YA. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, I don't know if I want but to I read it. But I kept telling you, read them, read them. You're like, read it, read it. And then when I saw the cover for Pretty Reckless, I was like, you know, I am going to read it. I don't care. I'm going to read it. And so I, I read Pretty Reckless. And then 
everything changed. I was like, okay, I need to read her series. And so I went and read the Sinners of Saint series. And oh my gosh, I don't care what anyone say. Jamie is my favorite sinner. So yeah. And, and then everything is, because, yeah. And it's sad because like, that's like the shortest bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Like, I need more of Jamie. I, I, we are going to convince her. <laughs> or more Jamie. <laughs> but like I said, it's such an honor to have her here with us. So we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And make sure you sit back, grab some coffee. And let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Like we were saying earlier, it's such an honor. We're like really nervous. It's (laughs) such an honor to have you here with us because you're like one of our go-to authors no matter what. And thank you so much for being here. And how are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm actually extremely introverted, so I'm not like into doing podcasts and stuff like that, but I love you guys so, so much. And I so appreciate you. And I admire your art too. So I know what it feels like. Um, So I'm really happy and excited to be here right now. Well, thank you so much. And it's, well, like Payne was saying earlier, she's like, I'm nervous. I was like, I'm right there with you. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. So I remember, I remember meeting you. Mm -hmm. But I... (laughs) I always think to myself, I live in the same state as Pang. It makes no Mm -hmm. sense that we've never met, you know? Um, Maybe next time I go down south. Yeah. (laughs) But let's, um, so we did have several questions for you. And we did want to start off with asking you a little bit of how, when you decided that you wanted to be an author, because if we look at your book list, let me just start off by saying, your books are phenomenal. Thank you for writing such amazing stories and heroes and characters that we, they're just so unforgettable. But how did you come up with a storyline that you're like, okay, I want to publish it. And then when you did publish, when did you, when did it hit you that you're like, okay, I'm officially an author? Um, I think I always knew that I wanted to become an author because um, books were uh, a source of great pleasure for me, um, even during really, really bad times, especially during bad times. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to be able to replicate the same emotion that I felt when I read a good book in other people, because we all go through so many things. Um, and books are an escape, you know? Um, I decided that I wanted to become an author before I had a really good idea. And this was how Tide was born. <laughs> um, I don't regret anything. Um, I don't regret writing Tide, even though looking back, you know, sometimes I read it and I'm like, I will change this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And this. But <laughs> I thought, I mean, I think, you know, you have to start somewhere, you know, like when you think about your, your, your teasers, your sketches, I mean, I'm sure you started, you know, somewhere else and now you're here. So, but I don't think that, I mean, I think I I started thinking of myself as an author after Sparrow, 
Um, when it hit number 12 in the store, it was my second book. And I was like, okay, okay, people, people are reading this. <laughs> it's not just me. Um, it's not just like, you know, a handful of my friends. People are actually reading this. So I think that's when, when I thought, okay, I, I think I might be here for the long run. So since you did mention Thai, how did you come up with that idea? I am an MMA uh, enthusiast. I used to be more like I used to go to the UFC gym and I used to take jujitsu. Um, and I loved, loved, loved watching uh, UFC. Um, so for me, it was just like, you know, when you think about like really cool, sexy professions, I think, especially when you're younger, you're like, oh, yeah, an MMA fighter. Um, so, and I, and, you know, I had a very basic idea and I just ran with it. I didn't, um, I, I was a pantser for a very long time. So that means that I kind of like, I always had to go back and kind of like figure out what I wanted to do now. Um, I don't do that anymore, but, um, Tide was just born from my need to write a book and, I kind of wind it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know your books a lot. It's like the way you write them, they're so unique. And I say unique because you build this world while we're reading in our heads to it's like even the side characters you like, even though like they get you so like infuriated, but you're like, I like him. Like he was a good character. Like the towns you build, the high schools, everything. How much world world building goes into you creating these stories a ton a ton I think the more you taste success the more you strive to be better because you don't you never want to be at a point where you're like okay I hit a plateau like this is the best I I, I ever did I'm not gonna do anything better it's a frightening uh, idea so you become more obsessive with your work and I think you know if we if we talk about All Saints High I literally like sketched an entire town and I took um I took Carlsbad as like um like a blueprint of of uh Todos Santos but then I also um I went to like local high schools. That sounds really creepy. And <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, I, I saw where everything is because it's been like a hot minute since I went to high school. Um, and like, I, I hung out with like teenagers and I listened to them and I kept on asking like, what's the wildest thing that ever happened at a party, you know? Um, and then got really disappointed because it was never as awesome as what I had in mind. I was like, <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> But um, like you kind of like you find yourself like transforming into the the transforming into the world that you write just to mm -hmm. make it genuine and authentic. Um, and I can honestly say that while writing All Saints High, I was probably hanging out with like teenagers far more than I should have. Like I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so when you write um, a series. What is uh, what do you find is more challenging, writing the first book or the subsequent novels? Always the first book. The first book is the world building. The first book is 
you establishing the personalities, the conflicts. I feel like the second book is always when you hit your stride. And if you look at my past books, you see like Rockus, the villain, um, Broken Night. It's always that book that is like, bam, you know, that everyone that sticks with everyone. And that's because all the obsession and anxiety and sleepless nights and rewrite, I think I rewrote um, Pretty Reckless like seven times, <laughs> like <laughs> completely, um, just because I wanted to get it right, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely think book one is a pain in the butt. I don't like approaching book one. I always know that it's going to be a pain in the butt. But then book two, book three, book four, like by the time I got to Devin in the rake, I was like, I know what I'm doing. Hold my beer. I mean, literally, it's going to take me. So it took me three weeks. So. so when you start a series, like with the All Saints High, do you, before you start the first one, do you already know how many books are going to be in the series or do you start it? And then like, okay, maybe I'm going to take off one or I'm going to be adding more. Do you already plan everything before you start writing? So, yes. So with All Saints High, I knew this, like I knew the plot for the three books. Like mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew the plots by heart. Like I knew what was going to happen with Vaughn before, before Pretty Reckless came out. Like I knew everything. So, but I did think, well, maybe I'm going to get, maybe I will write something about, you know, Levin Bailey, but at the same time, I didn't want to do it unless I had a really good storyline and they never came to me. They never came to me. And I feel very, like, I feel like I'm disappointing people because a lot of the times people are like, why don't you write Levin Bailey? And I was like, and then I'm like, I know, I know I want to, but I don't want it to suck, you know? Um, (laughs) I don't want it to suck either. (laughs) I love that. I love how you say that because there are times where, you know, forcing a story is just it's it'll get people's hypes up to then not being and it's also like I've always had authors here as you say I'm not going to publish something that I don't feel is the best and I love that you said that I do hope in the long run like you know in a <laughs> near future that does happen <laughs> and, I hope so too <laughs> I wanted to they were amazing <laughs> I know. I wanted to have. I love them both. I just I'm I'm not ready to put any to, like to make any commitments before I have the synopsis and I'm like I know I'm going to be able to kill this, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you read it do you write the synopsis first before Everything. you dive into the story or is it cuz I know some authors do it after they finish writing the story. It really helps me to write the synopsis before. I write because um, the first time I did it was with Vicious. And every time I felt myself a little lost or unsure, I went back to the synopsis, which is not a lot of words. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's a total a-hole. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she's, she's nice and elusive and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it re- I think it really grounds you. Mm-hmm. But um, the more time passes, the more... I find myself feeling more anchored and more balanced when I write really detailed like plot lines, like what what happens every chapter. And most of the time, like I take a detour or two, like it's never, I never just, you know, write it like, you know, like A to Z uh, the way that I plan it. But 
I feel like when you have a lot of plot lines and when you want everything to be really tight, you really have to have like what I have here. No one's going to be able to see it because it's a podcast, but you know, it's probably like, you know, 30 pages of like plot. So it really keeps me anchored. So I know every author is different, but what would you say is your most interesting writing quirk? Or like, is there something that you do when you're writing? Like, what is something that you are, that's interesting to you that you do while you, while you're writing, like listening to music? Do you drink coffee? Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So I have really severe ADHD, which makes me a very boring writer because I have to have complete silence. Uh, The internet is turned off. Like I just, I don't have it. I flip my my phone um, so I don't see the screen in in case I have notifications. Um, I think the one quirk that maybe is weird um, is that before I start writing, I have like a pin board with probably 50 to 100 post-it notes with just random things about the book that make absolutely no, you know, no sense to anyone else. So like every time like my husband gets into my office or like, you know, anyone else, they're like, what does that mean? Because like here I have like main squeeze and main squeeze, (laughs) like it has nothing to do with the the book is not about (laughs) someone with a smoothie bar. So it's called main squeeze. But like (laughs) just seeing this really um, shiny eyeballs, like to me, it makes sense. You know, (laughs) other people are like, you know, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. Um, I know, you know, the past two years has been a little bit hectic, crazy with COVID and everything. Did that affect your writing style at all? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think I am always in a um, in a state of existential crisis. Um, I'm always very, very... Um, fascinated by death and COVID obviously um, really um, kind of like made me think about it more. Uh, So, but I think it's worked like not in the way that I expected. Like I expect, obviously I have a lot of anxiety over COVID. Um, My dad had COVID COVID and he's diabetic, so. Um, but I think the fact that I was always so stressed and my son is asthmatic. So it was, it was a joy. Like it was great. Um, so I, I thought that I would be more morbid or more anxious, but like, I think I really wanted to forget about like the whole setting of the world that I live in, that I started writing funnier books. And this is how Bad Cruise was born. Um, I was just like, you know, F this. Like, seriously, I just, I want to write something that's fun. So I think that's how it helped me kind of like maybe, you know, broaden my horizons. And I love that. And there's so, there's a comment that I want to do to you about Bad Cruise that I'm going to say later on. It's funny, but I'm just going to say it did make me cry like a lot. (laughs) That's the thing. I was like, I was like, guys, I want to. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I cried so much. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I did it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So what usually um, comes first, the plot or the characters? Okay, um, either or, like it's, there's no like, um, I mean, it changes, but um, usually the books I know that are going to literally destroy everyone, the character comes first. So um, Vicious came first came way before the 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 plot um the case thief the plot came first um so I, it really changes but normally I when I sit down I'm more excited about a character than like a plot mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I the case thief was my first book read of, that I read of yours And I was saying earlier how Francesco has been my favorite heroine of yours to date. And then I read Bad Cruz and that changed with Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I love her. But I know a lot of people, like your readers, they have favorites. Like they have favorite characters, favorite books. And one of them, like Payne's, her favorite characters have to be it's Daria. Right? It's like, I know her, her main one is Daria. And I feel that like Pretty Reckless had a very interesting plot. And how did you come up with that sort of the beginning of that series and having Daria go through what she was going through? So I think um, in romance, normally um, the the general concept is that the hero can get away with a lot of character flaws, whereas the heroine has quirks. You know, she's sweet and she's cute, but you know, but you know, and she has a few issues here and there, but overall she's like the sweet, wholesome, you know, um, person. And I think none of us are this person, you know, um, we all have, a dark side and those of us who say that they don't are liars (laughs) um and I think you you reach the peak of your flawlessness um sorry your flawed um personality when you were a teenager because that's when all the insecurities and all the you know issues and your place in the world everything kind of like boils into this um, whole mess. Um, And I was kind of like, I was feeling kind of weird about the fact that, you know, heroes can get away with so much, you know, (laughs) cheating and bullying and all those things. And like heroines were like, you know, what's the worst that a heroine could do? You know, kiss someone else to make him jealous. And no, 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 no. Daria to me, was an amazing character because she had, she grew. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the other thing. People grow mm-hmm. like in real life. We grow all the time. Um, I feel like life kind of like beats sense into us, you know? <laughs> um, and I feel like this is what Daria experienced to me. It was a lot more interesting than writing a Mary Sue. And also I knew that I was going to write um, Luna and Luna had, you know, her issues, obviously, but she was at her core. She was very good. She Mm -hmm. was a very good person. 
And I knew that if I wrote like a really good heroine back to back, I would be like, oh, you know. (laughs) 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 Well, I love Daria was a very interesting character because, yeah, you did write this. I don't want to call her a villain because I don't see her as the villain, but she was very hard headed. You know, she did stuff that she wasn't supposed to. But we also saw a side of her where it was like she was missing something and it hurt so much. There's a scene with her and Jamie that I still that scene, no matter how many times I reread the book, it still makes me cry. So and it's funny because Jamie is like my favorite hero. He's like gold. (laughs) Which brings me to ask you, why is his book so short? Because <laughs> he is amazing. Um, first of all, I, I just to touch what you said, I, I agree, and I think we're never like we're not always at our best, and sometimes Dara wasn't her best version of herself. Um, but yeah, I think growth is one of the most important Mm -hmm. things that you can show, um, about a character. Okay. Go back, going back to Jamie. So, uh, (laughs) um, it's actually, um, this is like my one deep regret (laughs) in my career. Um, (laughs) you know, it started off, it was a part of an anthology. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I was just kind of like, it was like a high school themed, um, kind of like novella and I started writing it and as I was writing it I was like I really like these characters they're really cool I love hanging out with them and um and because it was very short Jamie couldn't be a total like you know screw up (laughs) um (laughs) he had to be very level-headed like the most mature guy out of the bunch Mm -hmm. so and I think it really, you know, resonated with a lot of people. And then all the people were like, um, are you going to write a whole book? And I was like, well, I, but I told the story, you know, <laughs> like, like the story has been told. <laughs> I would go back and like, okay, now I'm going to give you every single minute that they spent together, <laughs> you know? Who is your favorite from that series? Who's your favorite hero? Oh my God. It's so hard. It's hard. It's so hard. I'm sorry. Um, you know, okay. Vicious is one thing because uh, vicious is always going to be like something completely different from everything else I've done because it made my career. Like it truly made my career. It opened, you know, doors for me. Um, you know, it was after vicious, a lot of things just started happening, you know? So, I feel very grateful for this book. We have a very special relationship. Um, I love Trent and I love Dean in different ways. I think they're broken in different ways. Um, it, it's very hard. I feel less connected to Jamie than all the other people because I spend less time writing him. And I always feel, again, this deep regret because he deserves more. He deserves more from me. You know, there is a scene in Pretty Reckless where we get his point of view. And I have to say that was phenomenal. I loved, loved that. And I actually loved how you wrote it, how on that series, we did get a chapter of the parents, too. So we Mm -hmm. see what, you know, what they're up to, how they are now. So that was very interesting. And I loved it. And I just, I love Jamie. He is like goals. And it's funny because we were talking about it earlier. He's that alpha, nice, 
dad of the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the one who's always like, okay, let's think about this. Let's plan this while all the others is like, no, let's do it now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's always vicious who comes out with a baseball bat. <laughs> um, but um I know, I know. He's he's amazing. I I he's my big regret. <laughs> the one that got away with only a hundred pages. <laughs> I seriously think you did a really good job because you know how Jamie's book was so small and thin, but you told his story. His story was actually very beautiful that made us want more. So I think you did a phenomenal, amazing job on Jamie's side of the story, even though it's very short. And we want more of him. But like like Jan said, his scene with Daria and Pretty Reckless was so heart-touching. I seriously think he's dad goals out of all of the father. I think Jamie's obviously my number one. So so besides that, um, yeah. have there been any movie or TV show offers that they came to you? And if anyone would offer and ask you, would you do it? Uh, there have been, and I can't really say a lot about, about that. (laughs) Um, this is, uh, this is the, where it gets tricky for me. Um, yes. Um, yes, but I'm a good girl. And when I'm told not to say something, I don't say it. (laughs) Well, now I'm intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. (laughs) but hey it's gonna be a nice surprise when you are able to say something so we'll leave it at that and i'm all i'm gonna say is i'm gonna be like glued to your like social media for like until i see something (laughs) but you know what i i see this as um just because i've i've had a few rounds of you know things like that um i i treat it as I treat it as like an addition, like, like an actress. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really healthy way of looking at it. Like, you know, even when there are things that are happening, you know, you kind of like you get out of the addition and then you just forget about it. Because if you start thinking about it Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, asking for updates and stuff like that, I just feel like it's going to drive you mad, you know? (laughs) So the minute, like, no matter what happens, um, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to write, you know, something else that people are just really want to, you know, read and purchase. And, you know, like, this is, this is the way I channel my motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apart, like, I know you can't say anything and that's fine, but from all of your books, which one do you think, would you think would be like a good movie to be made? Not the one that um, I that I don't that I can't talk about. So let's talk about that. So uh, so because I don't have to talk about the the, the one thing that I can talk about, uh, in my in my humble opinion, um, the kiss thief would make a really great um, yes. movie. In my opinion, <laughs> um, but I never got any any offers for it. But I just you know it's the aesthetic, right? Like. You know, sometimes you look at the at Pinterest board and you're like, I would watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel with the kiss safe. But um, yeah, <laughs> there's something about that book that it's so perfect. It's perfection. I love it. 
Um, I need to go cycle te- like message Hulu and like Netflix and be like, have you read this book? Have you read this book? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I, lo- I love it. I love it when I get tagged on Netflix, Instagram, when they're like, oh, what would you like to see adapted? And then I, and then like you get a notification, notification, notification. And I'm like, yes, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know for me, like Wolf was a character who I thought was very, not dark but very alpha but a little bit of dark in him was he did have a little bit of dark in him um but what i've noticed is your readers love love killian and vicious we had so many questions for (laughs) killian like you could not imagine like i think every other question was killian 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 so why do you think your readers are a hardcore in love with killian and vicious So, um, I think something happened with Killian and Vicious that doesn't happen all the time. And that is, um, the character has a taste. It's not just a voice. Like, you can read an entire dialogue and know which part is his because you know his personality so well and it was really great to write both of them by the way but Killian was like a second ago so I remember that vividly I just you know being in his head I just knew the guy and I think um they're both broken in places that we really want to fix you know um especially Killian because it's um it wasn't his choice you know, nothing was his choice without getting into, yeah, I'm going to spoil it for people, but, um, you know, and I think there is something very endearing about seeing someone fighting their, their feelings because they don't want to get hurt and how it sneaks up on you anyway. Um, you know, there is always this thing in historical books, you know, reformed rakes make the best husbands. I think Lisa Clayton said that. And, um, and it's true, you know, like they just love harder. I feel like Vicious and Killian ended up loving their, you know, Amelia and Persephone harder than normal characters love their spouses. And it's funny because they're like these like alpha males, but they're like half the sweetest heart when it comes to them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want that. <laughs> I think with Killian, it was even more... Um, Interesting because Vicious was a sexual animal, whereas Killian just found everything disgusting. <laughs> like he just didn't want to touch anything. You're like, how is this asexual being going to fall in love? <laughs> you know, um, it was a challenge. <laughs> so we also got a lot of questions about if you're going to be writing any sh- novellas or any like love letters how you did for vicious and um for killian and persephone so will you be having any of that soon for any characters not soon as in the next few months but soon as in i'm planning something for 2022 unfortunately well it's not unfortunate at all but um I just wrapped up a book that was supposed to take me six months and it took me eight months. (laughs) Um, And it's not unfortunate at all because um, 
it, it comes out November, 2022. And it's literally like, it's, I, I'm obsessed with it, with it, but a lot of the things that I thought I was going to do, I didn't end up doing. So I had to shift everything around and now I have another deadline for early next year. So the short answer is yes, but uh, the longer answer is it's going to take a few months. So what is uh, more important to you, um, character development or the plot? Character development. Because when you look at, so I, I read a lot of uh, women's fiction and a lot of young adult books. Mm-hmm. And um, the things I know, the thing I noticed that is reoccurring with all of the books that I found to be my all-time favorite was that it's always like, you always remember the character. You don't necessarily remember the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is a very radical thing to say as an author, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's true, you know? Um, okay. So there's this one author that I am actually obsessed with. Um, she's called um, Mary H.K. Choi and she writes new adult and she has a book called, um, emergency contact. If you ask me what happened in that book, I would not be able to tell you. But I do remember that every time Sam and Penny met each other, I had butterflies. I was like, oh. and every time my husband, you know, came to talk to me, I was like, don't talk to me right now. They're talking. They're talking. Can you not see that they're talking? Um, so, and I think it's because they were so endearing. They were so insecure they were so complex um the dialogue was so sharp and that's to me that that's what elevates a book from being great to being phenomenal and that is all character development it's not plot have from all of i know you said a little we asked you i asked you who your favorite um hero from um austin high was who is your from all of the books you've read Um, written from all your couples who is your favorite character and who is your favorite couple oh my god (laughs) um okay uh my favorite couple would be oh my god it's it's hard (laughs) can I can I look through my my book list yeah right now you you're not gonna judge me I'm gonna do it right now (laughs) <laughs> um yes, this is happening. Uh oh okay, the kiss thief has to be up there just because she she got dealt a really shitty hand and she made the best of it. Uh playing with fire because it was like friends to lovers. I don't usually write this trope. Um and I think a lot of people reacted to it. And um, and when it, when I released released it, I loved them, but I didn't know what to expect from people, from other people. And I was kind of like, uh, this might this might bomb. <laughs> and um, I was very surprised when it didn't. And I was like, yay, I love you guys. <laughs> um, and um, and 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 uh, pretty reckless because I think. Um, Penn's capacity to understand and love Daria is not to be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, agreed. 
So out of all your books, which one has been the most challenging for you to write and why? Pretty Reckless. Um, because I felt the pressure and the weight of everyone's expectations uh, pressing against my shoulders. I wanted it to be insanely good. Um, I just came out of the Sinners of Saints series, which basically made my career. And I was extremely anxious. Um, and so I think this book really scarred me for life. <laughs> um, I did not sleep. It was like having a newborn. I did not sleep <laughs> during that time. Um, other than that, the book that I just finished writing that's coming out November 2022, um, I decided to do something very different, very angsty, very different. Um, and it was, it really made me look into my life and into my soul and, and I just felt the character's pain and there was a lot of pain there. So these are the two books that I was like, someone please do this for me. <laughs> and I like, I think it's funny how you say that because your characters always make me cry. I mean, like your books always make me cry. <laughs> and like playing with fire was, I loved it, but I, my heart hurt for her so much. <laughs> I was like, oh. thank you. It was, um, you know what? Sometimes I look at like celebrities, um, beautiful celebrities and think, oh, it's, it must, it's going to suck when she grows old because losing this beauty is like the worst thing that could happen to you when you have it and you take it for granted. And that's how like, Grace's story, you know, had started because it was like, what happens if you're young and you have everything and you just, and it happens anyway, you know? Um, yeah. I love that. All right. So we do want to talk about Bad Cruise. We're not going to do any spoilers, but you did talk a little bit about how, you know, you wrote that because you wanted a little bit something more fun, especially with everything that was going on. How was it coming up with this story? Because it's a, you say rom-com. It is a rom-com because it's funny. Like there were some scenes where I was like cracking up, but there's also some topics on there where it hurts your heart. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I just want to jump in there and protect her. And it's, so how did you come up with this plot and these characters? Because even the side characters, they made the story very, very whole. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so to me, it was a rom-com. <laughs> like writing it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Um, but obviously, when you deal with writing um a single mother, especially in a small town, in a small conservative town, um, it's uh it's there are struggles, you know. Um, and especially, and I think there's like um there's like a mob mentality in small towns that I really don't like. I live in a very big city, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, a huge fan of, of you know, certain behaviors. So um, 
I think I, I accidentally took it to the next step with, with her challenges, you know, but I think, um, when you write a book, you always think about the worst case scenario, right? Like you take it to the extreme, like what could happen in real life that is extreme. Um, and, um, and this is where it took me. And I think, you know, we don't, we don't really talk about, I mean, there are a lot of like single parent, you know, books out there. Um, and I'm not saying mine is different from everyone else's, but I think there's, it's very, not, not all of people are talking about how difficult it is to be a single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that I kind of like dove into. So, so how many um, books are you going to be releasing in 2022 and 2023? Have you already have those lined up? Uh, so 2022, I am done uh, writing three books. Um, I don't know if there will be a fourth, to be honest. Um, I like to take a few weeks every, like after I finish a book and just kind of like gather, you know, all the tidbits that I need to start writing another book. And it's just, it doesn't like, it doesn't seem like something that I can sustain four books a year. Um, And, but I, I never say never, you know, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes things happen. Like the case they've took me two, two weeks to write. <laughs> and so, um, but it looks like three books and then 2023, either three or four, because I already know what I'm going to write. So. And how advanced do you write? Cause I know you just said you finished the book for November next year. How far in advance do you write your books? Very, very. I, um, I'm already working on my 2023 book right now, like my first one. So I, yeah, I work really far ahead. Um, Because I feel like there's always like, you know, some books take longer to edit. Mm -hmm. Some some books like, like take longer for anything, you know, like sometimes you're just and you're like okay I need to go back and rewrite an entire <laughs> the, the entire first 50 percent and my books run long like they're like 120k so it just to me it's just writing a book and like giving myself like three months is just not going to cut it like it's mm-hmm. I don't want to release a half-baked product you know mm-hmm. And I know you, I mean, we did go over a little bit where you're going to be releasing and without go, like giving spoilers, what can we, ex- or what can readers expect for um, Ruthless Rival and The Rate? Because those are coming up next, correct? Yes. So The Rake is uh, a case of my wanting it to have a touch of darkness and then pouring the entire bottle of darkness onto the book without realizing it. It's going to be dark. Um, I was like, this is just a pinch of darkness. It's, oh, <laughs> shit. this is not a pinch of darkness. It is dark. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's the first book I put a trigger warning in. So, um, that happened. Um, and then Ruthless Rival, the one thing that people kept telling me, like better readers and editors, um, was, it really feels like the sinners of saint and we'll keep it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. 
Interesting. <laughs> so before we let you go, we um, started doing this with some of the authors that we interviewed. How well do you know your book? And so we went <laughs> on Goodreads <laughs> and pick out some quotes. Oh my God! <laughs> This is going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and see if you know which book it's from. I, I think we picked some pretty easy ones, but we'll see. I'm legitimately <laughs> shitting my pants right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. No love is fully requited. No love is equal. No love is fair. There's always one side that loves more and you better not be that side because it suffers. The kiss thief. Yes, you got it. <laughs> because that was the problem with society. It cared too much about who you fell in love with, but never about why. Defy. Hmm, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he gave me lies and I ate them from the palm of his hand. He gave me lies, and for him, I closed my eyes. Pharaoh. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God, I love fire. I just jinxed it for myself. I just jinxed it for myself. <laughs> okay, now for this one. Hate is, just, hate is just love with fear and jealousy thrown into the mix. I think vicious. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh... Oh, it sounds like vicious. Could be Killian. Yeah, the, yeah, it's Killian. Ah! <laughs> See, I told you I jinxed myself. The yeah. minute that it was on fire, someone came with a bucket of ice and threw it on me. Okay. Now this one. I used to think of you as a villain, but you're not my villain. You're your own villain. Vicious. Okay, yeah. No, that's vicious. <laughs> the last one, and I will travel from asteroid trying to find the one that would be ours, building palace after palace until it feels like home. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> oh, God. And we cut that one because we're like, no, the last part, it's totally going to give it away. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I literally have no idea. I'm, I'm thinking maybe Midnight Loop. <laughs> Yes, men I do. Go, girl. I have it. You I did a really good job. Spent <laughs> eight months of my life writing this. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> men I blue had something about stars. I remember that. Mm -hmm. But then also raucous and a little bit of broken eyes. Yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, you need to stop with with like the star thing. You know, <laughs> this is too much. Well, that's it for our little game. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun talking to you about your books. I am so excited for what you have coming up. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, I had so much fun. And again, like you normally, like when I get asked things, I'm like, no, it's okay. I, I I'd rather not. But you guys are you guys. So I was like, I, I can't say no to this. And TJ was like, no, you can't say no to this. You have to say yes. Um, but it was so, so nice to hang out with you guys. And you guys rock. I love you so much. Thank you so much. And like Pink said, we're so thrilled and excited 
for everything that's to come and happy early release day on bad cruise (laughs) i cannot wait for everyone to read it because it is literally phenomenal and i am crossing my fingers for anything that's to come out of that thing we need to like post on her on the sassy sparrow but like wouldn't you want this wouldn't you want that (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much and we hope you have a great weekend you too guys thank you so much Bye. Bye. bye bye Thank you so much, Lee, for joining us today. It was such an honor and a pleasure. And I'm so excited for everyone to read Bad Cruise. I love that book. And it's so funny that she said that she thought it was a rom-com because I remember when I finished it, I messaged you. And then I was talking to TJ at the same time. (laughs) And she asked me something. And I was like, dude, I legit bawled my eyes out. And she's (laughs) like, I know, right? I was like, it's, it hurts, but it's phenomenal. Yes. I loved it. Tennessee is seriously my favorite heroine to date. Yeah. So I cannot wait for everyone to pick this up. And now I literally want to go back and reread all her books. I want to reread Steve Vicious, um, the villain. Midnight mm-hmm. Blue. Yesterday when we were looking for quotes, I really yes. like, like, I want to reread Midnight Blue. <laughs> I know. <sighs> So it's such an honor to have her here and look, I look forward and I am so excited for everything that's to come for next year and the year after that. So make sure you guys are following her on Instagram and that you join her Sassy Sparrow group on Facebook because I know she adds a lot of um, little teasers on there that you guys do not want to miss. We are going to link her Instagram and her facebook page on our youtube description we'll also add it on our instagram so make sure you're following us there and make sure you're following her her instagram handle is author lj shen so make sure you follow her keep up with everything that's to come you don't want to miss it and we do want to announce that we're doing a bad crew signed paperback giveaway we are going to post it tomorrow on our instagram so make sure you check that out and it is unfortunately a US USA giveaway only. Um, we are gonna have more for international readers as well. But for right for this one, it's just gonna be for the US. So make sure you go to our Instagram at Bookbus Podcast to enter. We are gonna add all the information on there tomorrow. But if you guys have any questions, just let us know. We are gonna, I know we mentioned last week how we were gonna have. After Monica, we're going to have two more interviews, which was going to be LJ Shen and one more. We might be having another one. And I don't want to, we don't want to say anything right now until we have everything confirmed. But be on the lookout for that because it's very exciting. And if you guys have any questions, just let us know. Send us a message on Instagram or our email. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.